You know, sometimes I wonder if maybe the deep state is really just a bunch of powerful people that are Simpsons fanatics. Like, you know, just old Simpsons fans and they're so enthralled with, uh, you know, the adventures of Homer, Marge, uh, Bart, and Lisa that they go out of their way to structure the world to rep to uh, recreate Simpsons episodes. And that's why the Simpsons are always so accurate. It's actually, they're not predicting the future, the deep state's creating the Simpsons' future. I mean, that's probably not what's happening, but maybe it's what's happening. This is uh, the Unstoppable Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Unstoppa, and away we go. So the uh, wonderful world of Twitter and Facebook and social media have brought to my attention this uh, pictograph, if you will, this pictogram, I don't know, it's an informational picture, right, that uh, apparently came from the African American Museum of History, or African American History Museum, one or the other, right, and it's uh, talking about race, aspects and assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States, and so some of the things here, and, and I don't want to say that like anything here is completely inaccurate or wrong, like to me I think it's mostly Western culture and that they're painting it maybe they're painting it the right direction I, I don't know but there's so many people that you know they refer to this you know whiteness and you have to reject whiteness or that you know it's just a problem with whiteness it's like here's the problems with whiteness apparently rugged individualism the individual is the primary unit self-reliance independence autonomy and high-valued plus reward are rewarded the individual is assumed to be in control of their environment. You get what you deserve. These are things that need to be fixed, apparently, or pointed out. Maybe these are tenets that other cultures shouldn't have. I mean, like, like what the fuck is wrong with any of that? Okay, like, I, I get it. Like, individual is assumed to be in control of their environment. Well, that's a false statement. Uh, I mean, maybe some people believe that they're really in control of their environment. They're deluded because I can hardly get my fucking AC to work most of the time. Um, and then, you know, I, I am a supervisor in my career and like, I'm hardly in control of that environment. Like it's, it's, it's insane. I mean, like the world is dynamic and you have many people with many spheres of influence and you have to learn to adapt and cooperate and work together. And so like you don't always get what you deserve. Maybe to some degree you do get what you deserve because it, it just becomes problematic when you don't even understand what it is that you deserve, right? And there's a lot of times though that a lot of bad people win and people, bad people get what you deserve and you get what they deserve. And so maybe that's a true thing. But like, what about this other shit? The individual is a primary unit. Well, yeah, I would think that people that, you know, aren't in the majority demographic of white would really want to be respected as individuals, right? That's the greatest minority. They ought to understand like being a minority and then being an individual of that minority makes you the greatest minority and 
you want to be removed from this racial stereotype that grafts you into this collective assumption of guilt, right? Like you're guilty because you're black, right? You're, you're likely, because there was another black guy that committed a crime and you're black and therefore you are guilty too, or you're likely guilty, like, right? No, you want to be treated as an individual. You want to say, no, I'm not that guy. That guy is that guy. I am this guy. So what the fuck's the problem there with the individual being the primary unit? Do you really want to be sacrificed to the whim of the masses? And I mean, I, I don't really see what the problem is there. Um, Self-reliance. Holy shit, that's the last thing that we need in the future, right? People that can actually take care of themselves, want to take care of themselves, can figure out problems on their own. That's a horrible thing, right? Dear God, how dare we want a society where people aren't completely dependent on each other. Uh, I mean, because then if anything goes wrong, everything goes wrong, right? If you're completely dependent on everybody else and they're completely dependent on you, well, maybe there's an argument for some teamwork there, but like we all kind of have to work together like I was just explaining about being in um, a collective, not a collective, in a cooperative environment, right? I got to cooperate with my neighbor. I don't got to, you know, I, I can't park my car in his driveway. Uh, I could, but like that's not going to make him, you know, my friend. Probably going to have arguments. Oh, okay, here we go. Family structure. The nuclear family. Father, mother, 2.3 children is the ideal social unit. Um, I don't know, like, who gets to decide what's ideal. I think what's ideal is whatever is ideal for you and by ideal it's whatever you decide is good for you right now some people are really bad at determining financially what's ideal for them you know they might have way more kids than they can feed and I think that that's a problem you know I understand everybody has this biological urge to want to procreate but that's not a fucking problem. I mean, that, that can be a problem, right? Because you got a bunch of kids you can't feed, and then they're angry, and they're miserable, and you feel bad, and you're angry, and you're miserable, and then you carry that outward, and your kids grow up to be angry, miserable, and they project that outward. And if your neighbors are doing that, and their neighbors are doing that, then you live in an angry, miserable society. Um, that seems pretty clear. Okay, how about the next one? The husband is the breadwinner of the household. Uh, well... Is that a problem? I mean, in modern America, lots of women work. I mean, this is an economic thing, right? Like, the cost of everything goes up so high that most families got to have two incomes. And a lot of the middle-class families that have two incomes, you know, they get pretty high up there in the middle class because, you know, two you know, six-figure incomes coming in, like, that grants you a whole lot of uh, economic freedom. So... I don't really see like what what the problem is with this here. Like, how is this how is this an issue? Like, who is this an issue for? Like, who? Okay, so you're a woman and you don't want your husband to be the the breadwinner. Well, fine, go get a fucking job. Go get a job. You're right. Feel free to. Welcome to America. You got the freedom. Get a job. Pay someone else to raise your kids. Hell, you know what? my wife wanted to get a job that paid more than me and like I stay at home with the kids I just do podcasts all day maybe you know do some artwork and, and of course you know chores I've you know, I had to watch my son and daughter when my my wife was seriously ill for uh, several months and you know 
took time off of work when I had while well, I had the time and then I uh, when I didn't have the time off anymore I just got a babysitter and you know I played Mr. Mom and then at night I went and visited her in the hospital and came home and you know made dinner for the family like shit it's it's not that hard uh, I mean like physically it's not that hard mentally it's you know like uh, everybody's different it was stressful but it wasn't that hard it was it was a tenable situation and you know it, it helps because in my family, you know, feed, being able to feed yourself is a skill as important as reading. Now, of course, my kids were both too young to read at this time. And, uh, well, one of them wasn't, but the other one was because they were just born. Um, I mean, we we don't know if he could read, though, honestly, because like, he couldn't talk. So maybe he could read and, like, just couldn't talk. And we didn't know that he could read, and he's secretly reading all our text messages and Facebook posts, and that's why he's such a weird little kid. I'm just kidding if you're... Your kid better not be listening to this. But anyhow, right? Wife is homemaker and subordinate to the husband. Eh, that's some Wally Cleaver bullshit, okay? Right, that, that shit doesn't go down in America anymore. Like, maybe there's, like, some Mennonites and some, uh, you know, some fundamental Christian evangelical groups that kind of feel that way. But, like, that's such an old, outdated idea. I mean, fuck, I think we're in a... Uh, post um married with children culture now right like everybody's al fucking bundy and every wife is peggy bundy or maybe everybody's al bundy married to al bundy it's just ow ow uh, uh, from both sides like male female right the gender's completely swapped 50 50 percent of each other everybody's 50 percent peggy everybody's 50 percent al you both scored four touchdowns in one fucking game and you both got to get up and get your ass to the shoe store every day. Um, I don't know, like that—that's great. Like my my wife stays at home. I would not call her subordinate to the husband. Like you know, come on. I mean, everybody knows the whole thing. You know, happy wife, happy life. Like this is not uh, a well-known statement for any reason other than like it's primarily fucking true. You know, you go home and tell your wife to kiss your ass and see how it works out. It's like that old joke, you know. Lock your dog in the car and lock your wife in the car. Come back an hour later and see which one. Guess which one's happy to see you. Now, I can tell you what. One of them will be wagging their tail, and the other one, well, you better sleep with one eye open, dude. So, right? Children should have their own rooms and be independent. Well, you know, like if you can't afford two rooms, then you know that's. But this, it is what it is, right? I mean, you get, you. you you do get you uh you make your way by your own means like what's best for you should children be independent fuck yeah they should be independent like this is not something that you don't want completely dependent children how the hell are you going to have uh, a wife that's not a homemaker and a husband who's also not a homemaker but your children are completely dependent on you how the fuck is that supposed to work like, how are you going to go about your daily business of getting your shit done if your kids are completely dependent on you and you're not fucking there to take care of them. Uh, that's a problem, right? Like, so why the hell would you criticize that idea? Like, that's, that's absolutely fucking retarded. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say the R word. So if anybody out there is, um, you know, mentally challenged, and I say mentally, uh, intellectually challenged, like, right? Like, you have a learning disability? Like, I'm very sorry. I do not mean that you are retarded. But there's people who are willfully ignorant, and those are the ones who I'm speaking to when I 
say, the nefarious R-word. So don't, don't misunderstand. I'm not trying to chastise anybody who is, um, you know, has an actual legitimate disability. So, but, like, where do we draw the line there? Like, where, where do you draw the line there? Like, if you have an economic... Because, like, it's okay to call people stupid all the time. You can say President Trump's fucking stupid. He's a complete retard, right? And that's kind of, that's fair. Oh, wait, you can't call him retards because that's not nice to retards to compare him to Trump, right? How dare do you want to call him the T, call somebody with a learning disability the T word? So, but seriously, like, where do you draw the line with the um, level of intellect that you can no longer insult them for being of low intellect? Right? I, I don't know. This is really confusing to me. Like I don't like to walk on eggshells or beat around the bushes. Like I just, I just got to come out with it. Like I got to ask the fucking question: How do you decide who you can no longer insult and why? And like maybe I'm not thinking this clear because I'm retarded. I don't know. Like I, I maybe I just don't see the forest through the trees. Um, so moving on, right? Emphasis emphasis on scientific method, objective, rational, linear thinking, cause and effect relationships quantitative emphasis i mean this is science like scientific method like what is measurable definable repeatable like how this is a criticism of objective truth like why would you not want to have your society structured on objective truths like what kind of chance does it have to sustain in a long term game when reality does not give a shit about your social pet projects like it it doesn't care like there is the world and the environment and it is under no obligation to follow your protocol so i i cannot wrap my mind around why anybody would find this to be some sort of issue that needs corrected addressed mitigated reduced uh reprioritized i don't know i don't know like that seems pretty clear-cut. History. Okay, history. Based on Northern European immigrants experienced the United in the United States, heavy focus on British Empire, the primacy of Western Greek-Roman and Judeo-Christian traditions. Well, I think a lot of that comes around because, uh, well... They founded the ideas of the individual, right? So back to number one, right? Like, I don't want to say they founded the ideas. Like, m most of your individualism, the way that we know it today, is a more of John Locke's philosophy. And, you know, this is a great thing. Like, you know, people criticize the founding fathers because, you know, Washington and Jefferson owned slaves. But let's give the devil his due here and say that without their risk, their... Uh, gamble right to, to flip the British crown the bird and say we're making our own country and base it around these ideas by John Locke of you know the of individualism private property uh, sovereignty of the individual that the groundwork because these, these were ideas that weren't even extended to white British citizens at the time and I don't know why I slurred that word I'm not drinking I'm drinking coffee here um wasn't even extended to British British citizens at the time, so they, uh, you know, Jefferson and Washington wrote it all out there and said, you know, the the Constitution, the way that we have it, you know, all men are created equal, and sealed the deal. They really sealed the deal, right? This was the 
foundation, the legal foundation for the civil rights movement. Like right when it all goes through Supreme Court and everything, that it all went back to this document and the Constitution and said, well, no, 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 this is literally written into the framework of the country. And like just that document alone, completely isolated from all their other events, all their other uh, actions, right, justify their place in history. That alone, that alone. Like everything else, you know, water under the bridge, man. Like history is a brutal, savage place. But that right there deserves some recognition because that was some brilliant shit and a bold move. And it changed the entire fucking world. Like it inspired the French Revolution. You know, it, it emboldened, it emboldened a lot of things. It made the British go, oh shit. Uh, maybe we, uh, maybe we should start listening to people and, you know, taking these ideas into consideration or we're going to get our asses kicked again. Consent of the governed, right? So, okay, back to that. So that, that, that's a real reason right there just to appreciate the Greek and Roman philosophies that came around, right? I mean, these, these are all things that need to be considered and are considered to be beneficial. This is why America and Western civilizations have done so great for individual rights, whereas other countries that didn't adopt these principles, they struggle with individual rights and human rights. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at fucking China. Look at Saudi Arabia. Right? How, how do you look at those places and the way that they mistreat their people all the time and say, oh, well, you know, it's alright. It's all good. It's okay. At least they're not Judeo-Christian and put an emphasis on Greek and Roman philosophy. Okay, how about this? Protestant work ethic. Hard work is the key to excess. Work before play. If you didn't meet your goals, you didn't work hard enough. Well, all right, that work is the key to success. Um, it's the key to success if you weren't born with, uh, you know, a huge wealth advantage. Sure. You know, you, you can get around that, a huge wealth advantage, but let's be perfectly honest, like, the vast majority of all humans that ever lived didn't have that, including all the white ones, right? Um, right now, everybody who's alive in the United States is the top 1% richest of all humans that have ever existed since the dawn of man. Now, of course, that doesn't really offer much condolence if you're like me sitting here at a cricky wooden table in your kitchen and, you know, fuck all Texas and watching Jeff Bezos build a glorious mansion into the side of some remote cliff overlooking a magnificent beach that I can't even pay for the, afford to look at through with fucking pictures, right? I can't even afford a postcard of this place. So, you know, uh, but that's okay. That, that's totally okay. Um, I have different thoughts about all that, but hey, whatever, man. It's his money. He earned it. We gave it to him willingly. Like, remember that. Like, you are ordering from Amazon and you're critiquing Jeff Bezos and how he spends his money? Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you. Shut the fuck up. Like, I, I would like to see him do things otherwise, but if you're going to go on some sort of, you know, soapbox and call him evil and you know how you hate how he treats his employees and shit don't buy his stuff it's simple don't buy it right like everybody loves the cancel culture boycott that shit you know there you go all right right uh, hard work is the key to success 
it, it mostly is. Like, look at all your uh, really successful athletes. Bust their ass. You know, of course, most of your uh, top tier one athletes all have some sort of serious genetic advantage. I mean, because professional sports is so brutally competitive. Like, any, all sports are pretty brutally competitive once you get to that pro level and that semi-pro level. Um, e even, like, the adult competitions, like, particularly, like, martial arts and that are just savage like if you want to go and win tournament after tournament like you have to be an absolute fucking savage and on top of your shit and then even the top of those guys the top of those guys like one percent of those might might make it in a semi-pro like right and then like of the one one percent of that's gonna make it a, a, as a pro and then right you've only got one one champ of every weight division at the pro level i, I this seems so fucking self-evident to me I don't really understand what's so hard to understand here. Um, work before play. Well, that that could you know there's there's room for for some negotiation there. I think you know I I really believe that the way our schools are structured, especially for our young kids, like they ought to run their asses off. I think I've mentioned on here before, like I've got serious ADHD, and you might have picked up on that again by the way my rants drift in and out of the weeds as I wander down the path of consciousness here. Um, that when I was in school, I had a hard time focusing on my work until seventh grade when I signed up for football and practice was before school. So at you know, 6 a.m. I had to be in the locker room dressed out and then on the field by 6.15 and they ran our asses off for a good hour and some change before school every day. And you know what? Man, my grades went up. And it wasn't just because I didn't, you know, want to stop playing football. It was because I had all that great energy just burned right out of me. Like, I was calm. You know, everything, I was tranquil. It was nice to, it felt good to sit still, finally. I mean, like, I think this needs to be something done for uh, elementary grade kids, you know. First thing in the door, you know, feed them some food, send them out to recess and run their little asses stupid. Let them climb, run, jump, play, roll around in the dirt, whatever the fuck makes the little bastards happy. Then you can strap the little bus down to whichever you got to keep in mind. Like their batteries are small and recharge super quick. You're going to have to do this every so often. But that, that right there is not the way that our school systems are structured. And I think that this is a legitimate criticism in this entire body of um, information here that really does deserve its fair credit that we need to um, you know need, need to look at because like this is modeled our school system is modeled out of producing good factory workers like sit there produce 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 do not think do not play do not do not express any individualism oh look there's a contradiction here in within the own ideology right so right um, religion, Christianity is a norm. Anything other than Judeo-Christian uh, tradition is foreign. Well, that's kind of uh, no tolerance for deviation from single God concept. Um, eh, that, that's that's pretty fair, although like not anymore. Like it's changed, but at once upon a time that was totally fair. It's a bit outdated. Um, status, power, and authority, wealth equals worth 
Well, I mean, kind of, in a way. It depends on if you're, you know, valuing that worth as in your financial worth. It worth as a human, absolutely not. Like, right? That's that's one of the things that we do here. It's why we, um, it's why we have you know individual rights, because everybody is worth something, even if you're not obligated to provide for them. And I mean, now we have social security and uh, you know Medicaid, Medicare, welfare, you know food stamps, etc. So like we are kind of also obligated to do that. So you can just go ahead and flush that aside as a fallacy. Your job is who you are. This is a strictly American concept. I don't want to say strictly, but like in my experience, like it's hugely American. You know, I I work um, overseas quite a bit. And typically, nobody gives a shit what my job is. And, like, it's not just, you know, non-white people. I mean, like, other white people. Like, I got a friend who's from Russia. He's from Moscow. And, you know, it's one of the things that he said was just so weird about the U.S. is that whenever he he had friends in, in Moscow forever, like 30, 40 years, like, they never even knew what each other did for a living. And they never even thought to ask. Like, nobody gives a shit what your job is. They just want to know what your ideas are. So I think that's an American thing for sure. Um, respect authority. Huh. That's every goddamn country on the fucking planet. You can just you can just fuck right along with that bullshit. Okay. Heavy value on ownership of goods, space, and property. Um, yeah. How about not having your shit taken from you? Like, what is wrong with that? What is was a problem problem with that? I mean, we are not roving bands of you know. Apache or Comanche on the open plains who live in, you know, tents and run around and rob other bands of other people. Like, that's, there's nothing wrong with not being that way. Like, I guess at one point in human history, that was fine. That was a fine way to be. But, you know, it has, nobody would like to be that way now. And anybody who wants it to be that way now is, um, really silly and they have no idea what they're asking for unless they really are just a murderous thieving piece of shit so okay right move right along future orientation plan for the future delayed gratification progress is always best tomorrow will be better time follow rigid time schedules view time viewed as a commodity okay right so let's go back plan for the future um no no man just fucking wing it like just wing every day don't worry about it like food will just pop into your plate like who would want to do that that's just retarded. I mean, that's just absurd. Why are we going to plan for the future? There's no future. Who? I, I, I'm stuck. I'm completely fucking stuck here. Okay. Delayed gratification. It's called investment, right? You put the work in now for a greater return later. Or, or you know what? You can just go ahead, eat your your seeds now, and starve all fucking winter. You know, there's there's there is proof in these concepts that they are long term beneficial and sustainable. Like there's nothing wrong with this. This is not a bad thing. And like if you are a culture that hasn't adopted this. You probably live on Sentinel Island or you're some sort of uncontacted tribe in the Amazon that just shoots fucking darts at things in trees and then hopes not to look up and get a dart in the eye. Like 
that's it. That's your, that is your fucking future. Okay. How about tomorrow will be better. Well, you know what? No, you should live every day thinking tomorrow's going to be worse. And the day after that, each day is better than the next, right? It's just a downward spile from here. There's nothing good coming. Nothing ever good has been. Yeah, yeah, okay. So let's adopt a culture that's nihilistic in nature and see where the fuck that takes us. You want an entire culture of mass shooters? Well, it'll be extinct pretty fucking quick, right? Time. Follow rigid time schedules. Uh, if you want to get shit done and be efficient at it, like that's how you do it. But, you know, lots of people don't. A lot of people just kind of, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They do things how they want to do. But if you look at the best of them, you want to be the best at it, you follow a time schedule, you know. And, and another thing about following time schedules and uh, the, the other one, time viewed as a commodity, is it is. Time is a commodity. Like you don't know how much of it you have and you should make the most of every one every second of it and if you're not doing that then what exactly are you doing living you're just sitting on a couch scratching your balls eating cheetos watching fucking dawn of the dead okay good for you i hope that's comforting on your fucking deathbed right um why should you follow a time schedule well if you say you're going to meet somebody somewhere it's pretty respectful of their time their commodity that you be there when you tell them you're going to be there because when you're not there on time you're disrespecting them you're telling them hey i don't value you and the other things that you have to do. Like, it's rude. It's disrespectful. And I think everybody should be able to respect that, right? Aesthetics. Um, all right. Based on European culture. Ah, this is my favorite one. Steak and potatoes. Bland is best. Like, who the fuck said that? Who the fuck said bland is best? I mean, Europeans, right? Europeans, the British, sent ships all around the world to search for fucking spices. Now, granted, they could probably use a little bit of uh, help learning how to fucking use them, but get the fuck out of here. If your steak and potatoes are bland, well, then you just, you know how to cook, okay? Like, just sit down, shut up. I'm sorry that a, uh, that a white dude made you a bland steak and potato one day. Uh, I apologize, black and POC communities. Um, promise, you know. Everybody fucking loves to go out to Saltgrass Steakhouse or Roadhouse. I mean, the fuck out of here with that. How about, okay, based on European culture. Um, you know what? Like, you got me there based on European culture. Like, can't fucking tap dance around that. Not a problem, though. Like, right? I mean, what's, what is the problem exactly? Uh, the whole, you know, freedom, consent of the governed. Yeah, okay, right. Woman's beauty based on blonde and thin Barbie. Uh, eh. Maybe. Maybe not. I think uh, beauty standards are kind of a uh, moving goal post, but they tend to stay within the same kind of framework, right? I mean, the majority of men on Earth still prefer their women without, you know, giant shoulders and a dick. Um, <laughs> man's attractiveness based on economic status and power and intellect. Well, you know, it's a, it doesn't have to be. Like, if you're not, if you're attracted, there's, there's plenty of women, like, who like skinny little computer nerds now, but that's intellect, I guess, right? Or, uh, like the fat dad bod, like, you know, 
kind of a, a softer thing. It, it's whatever. It, it all like this is all evolutionary things that exist. I think far beyond just the the U.S. and um, whiteness is being able to support and feed and protect is sexually attractive across all races. I mean, maybe there's some obscure culture that I, I don't know of that, you know, a man's ability to um, contribute and to, uh, you know, protect his family and to solve problems for his family isn't valued. I don't know. They're, that culture is probably extinct and probably pretty self-evident why. Um, all right. Holidays based on Christian religions. Yeah, can't tap dance around that. Like, I like Trinidad's model. I worked in Trinidad a bit. Trinidad and Tobago. Really nice country. Uh, really cool people, man. Like, dude, those people party. I fucking love them so much. They have, uh, uh, they got three major religions there. They got uh, Muslim, you know, Islam. They got Christianity. And they have Buddhism, right? And they got around this real easy. They're like, we're just going to celebrate all the holidays from all of them. And I think that's a wonderful idea. Like, that that right there, that's a fair criticism. We should just do that here. Like, we all need more days off. Like, America works its fucking ass off, and this, this is something that we, I think, could change a little bit, and it would be good for us. You know, I know companies aren't going to want to do it because everybody's worried about that bottom dollar. Yeah, I get it. It's painful, especially if you're a small business. Like, that could really hurt you. But, like, maybe... I don't know, maybe there should be some sort of way to, to mitigate that or make a, make it only mandatory that that companies pay a certain number of holidays a year and the, the employees get to pick which ones they want paid off. That way, you know, you can't scre scream discrimination. Uh, and I know some people here will because, like, we do have, you know, we've got cancel culture and then we've got something that nobody else, like, really ever mentions, which is grievance culture. And that's just, you know, the foundation of the cancel culture. And that's the whole, I can make money by screaming I'm a victim. And, uh, you know, like the, the, the Christians are pretty bad about it, too, when it comes to, you know, saying, oh, my God, there's an attack on Christmas. It's a war on Christmas. Now, welcome to Starbucks, where there's a war on Christmas because they took Merry Christmas off the fucking cup. Yeah, and people get pretty goddamn uh, wild. You know, there's an old saying that I think is hilarious is that conservative and liberal snowflakes melt at the same temperature. So, you know, fair criticism there. Holidays. Uh, no, I already, I already hit holidays. Based on white history and male leaders. Um... Hmm. Uh, I deem that to be true because most of our leaders throughout history in, you know, uh, most all cultures, most all nations are, are male. I mean, there's a few out there like, a, you know, I'm, I'm granted I'm ignorant to like a lot of cultures because there's so goddamn many. I'm, I'm not an anthropologist here, so forgive me. Uh, white history. Well, I mean, you know, if you're in a country that's predominantly one color and came up that way, uh, you know, like, it's going to be how it is. I, I wouldn't go to India and complain that it was all based on Indian history and Indian culture and it, Indian leaders. Like, that would be stupid. All right, so moving along. Justice, based on English common law. Um, well, the founders were from England, 
protect property and entitlements. You know what? If you've got a problem with this, then give me all your shit. Just give it all to me. And if you have a problem with giving me all your shit, then you are a racist bigot. And fuck you, this conversation's over. Intent counts. Well, intent totally counts, right? It, it, it completely counts. And so, let's say um, I burn your house down, like, right? I show up with a can of gasoline. I pour it on your doorstep and light the motherfucker on fire. My intent was evil, right? I burned your house down. I'm a bad actor. I deserve to go to jail. I could have killed your family. Now, on the other side, right? I'm an electrician. I come in and I wire up your breakers and I make a mistake somewhere. You know, I made an honest mistake because, I don't know, maybe I'm going through a divorce, I'm hot, I'm heat stroke, I'm in the attic, I fuck up and I crosswire something. I throw the breaker, a fire starts, I don't know, the, the breaker's faulty, um, who knows, right? Some factory defect, what the shit ever, and your house burns down. I'm not an evil actor. I'm a guy that made a mistake, and my intent is completely the only the only difference there like right that's that's everything that's everything intent counts it absolutely counts it's everything all the way all the way around i mean now that doesn't excuse bad plans for bad plans you know you could make the other analogy that you know you're you've got a stain on the rug so you light the rug on fire and you say oh well there's no more stain well you had the good intent but you're still an idiot <laughs> right so but intent totally counts. I would say 99% of the time, right? There's the exceptional, exquisite idiot that exists out there. Competition, be number one. Win at all costs. Win or loser dichotomy. Action orientation. Master and control nature. Must always do something about a situation. Aggressiveness and extroversion. Decision making. Majority rules. When whites have power. Oh, when whites have power, right? Like I like to throw that in there. Okay. Um, be number one. Well... Not everybody gets to be number one, but if you, right, if you pursue excellence, I'm sorry, if you pursue perfection, you will achieve excellence. I mean, and one of the best ways to do that is by comparing yourself to others' achievements and um, striving to exceed those, right? And, and, you know, there's plenty of arguments to be made that, like, you don't have to be number one. Like, not everybody gets to be number one. Like that's why it's number one and not number 50. Because uh, there's 50 others like you, 49 in front of you, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't see this as being anything that's um, harmful in nature. It's it's good to have this. Like, that's what nature wants. Nature wants a number one, right? Like, that's how the entire biological sphere is predicated. Like, this is why males compete against each other, like... They have horns. They get to decide who mates by who kicks the other one's ass. Who's number one? And sometimes you got a you know two males and a pride of lions, you know, but they're typically brothers and creepy things ensue. Um, but as you get a little bit older, one will kick the other's ass, and guess what? He's number one. Right? Win at all cost. Uh, that depends on the competition. Okay. Right. If it's war, 
Well, we still have rules for war, but like if it's, you know, street fight, like you're fighting for your life. Like, right? That, you know, you've, it's a fight. Like if you're not cheating, you're not fighting hard enough. You don't want to win. You don't want to live. You don't want to live. Okay, winner loser dichotomy. Well, if it's a competition and you don't have a winner, then it's not a fucking competition. Um, don't see a problem there. Action orientation. <coughs> Action orientation. I'm not really sure what to make sure of this one. I guess just don't procrastinate so much. I'm totally guilty of that. Like I, I'm failing as a white dude for um, you know being not as action oriented at least on my own time. Uh, how about master and control nature? Uh, you mean like a hierarchy? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. Master and control nature. Uh, you know, you. Uh, there, there, there's, there's total councils and, and groups. Like there's, you know, the consent of govern here. Um, I think that this is just really a uh, low key criticism to say that you know everything in America and whiteness is based around some sort of uh, slave-master relationship and that it's all predicated on power and not on competence or consent in any way whatsoever and I find it to be incredibly disingenuous. Uh, right? Okay. Must always do something about a situation. Well, if it's a situation, then it depends on what the situation is. Should you do something about it, right? If the situation is that you've got plenty of food and, you know, everybody's happy, like, no, there's nothing to do about it. Do about that situation. If the situation is that the house is on fire, you should probably do something about that situation. I don't see the criticism here, right? Aggressiveness and extroversion. Uh, no, that's American as fuck. I mean, all the way from our foreign policy to you know our emphasis on just getting shit done, you know, and not being shy about it, you know. Um, that that totally that I think that's fair. That, that that's a pretty f fair criticism there. Like you know, there could be a little bit more nuance and a little bit more consideration for other people. You know, okay, decision making. Um, that's pretty fucking important, right? You make bad decisions, like people die. Like, why wouldn't you put an emphasis on making good decisions? How do you, uh, how do you critique that? Oh uh, well, you know what? Like, we really need to cultivate a society where less emphasis is made on the quality of decisions that are made and more on the fact that we don't need to make decisions, man. Like, we can just kind of. Let the world flow, dude. You know, just let it be. Oh, yeah. Why is everything got to be like some sort of choice or action? You know, like just chill out, relax. Let the mold grow and the ants eat the food, dude. Ah. Yeah, that's good. Ah. Yeah. Ah, the fuck out of here with that. Majority rules. When whites have power. Oh. Well, okay. Do you want minority rules? Is that the critique here? I mean, or do you not want protection for minorities? Or do you not want protection for majorities? I don't know. Like, um, this is why we have a democratic republic.
is that the individual is protected from the tyranny of the majority. This is written into the constitutions, right? Into the constitution. And fair enough, it was not always applied to everyone. And that is being remedied and should be remedied and continues to be remedied. Um, and But I think that in a fair uh, caveat to that, we should consider the fact that it has been remedied faster in this short existence of this country because this country is but a fucking flicker it is a fleeting moment on the time scale of civilization okay and that 200 years 250 years that it took to get that shit solidified in legal form was a blink of an eye on the timeline of civilization whereas the standard for the previous 10,000 years was the complete opposite of that, right? Nobody else in the previous 10,000 years ever even thought to make that shit right. Oh, well, maybe some people thought to do it, but there was no collective governmental group that formed to implement the language and foundation in the legal uh, body of a government of a country to fix that shit. So that... That, that deserves some respect, okay? Right? It's not that America is without criticism. You know, there's plenty to criticize, but again, you got to give the devil its due. Okay. Communication. The king's English rules. Yep. S call me stupid. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay? The king's English rules. Um, I guess clear communication, being able to speak professionally when required to, because not everybody likes to hear my potty mouth. Okay? I understand. Not everybody wants to hear my potty mouth. Like, um, it's difficult, and not everybody else wants to hear your potty mouth and your trash and your slang. Right? Nobody wants to hear me talk like an inbred hillbilly redneck dick fuck. Okay. Right. Written tradition. Well, that's kind of important because uh, you want to have some sort of document down, right? You want to have some sort of uh. recorded history that can be referred back to and isn't so easily subject to being changed and misinterpreted, right? Right. We all know the telephone game where you whisper something in someone's ear and the he said, she said, and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not a bad thing. And if you think that's a bad thing, you're probably on the side that wants to kind of manipulate things in your favor by changing history through its... Uh, through the fluid nature of oral communication, okay, right? Don't show emotion. Um, that's kind of true. That's kind of true for the, for the men, right? We we definitely have a focus on some stoicism here, and that goes back to the Greek Roman philosophies. Um, but that's important too, like especially in critical situations. Like nobody ever looks back at a catastrophe and says, "Fuck, I really wish I would have panicked more." Like I think that. If I'd have been a little bit more terrified and shaking, literally shaking, I probably would have, you know, handled that crisis a lot better. No, nobody fucking does that. There's a reason why, and it goes back to the scientific method, because we look at things that happened, and we look at what went wrong, we analyze it, and we go, hey, when the building started burning, to, uh, Timothy over there 
started screaming and running around in a circle, or when Albert caught fire, he ran in a circle into a fucking cornfield. Instead of thinking clearly, stop dropping and rolling. Yeah. No. You, you know, you got to be able to squash those emotions, put them aside when you've got difficult shit to do. You know, you, it's, it's really hard to make good decisions when you can't even think. Okay, right? Don't discuss personal life. Um, to a degree, yeah. Right? You, you want to keep some of your uh, things to yourself. For sure. Like, I don't get people that go on Facebook and, like, just air all their dirty laundry out there and just put all their little inner personal, inner family uh, conflicts out there for all the world to read. But, you know, uh, that's me. You know, I knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And the more people know about you, the more power they have over you. I mean, it's simple as that. Like, Playing your cards to your chest is an advantage, and you're never going to train people out of taking advantage of that. Okay, like I don't care what culture you are from. There's a reason why, like you can even go as extreme east as uh, China, right? Like the Chinese government wants to know every single possible thing they can about their citizens, and it's not for any reason other than they want fucking power over them. Oh, and here's my here's my favorite one: be polite. What a supremacist idea to treat people with respect and courtesy. It's just disgusting. Like, really? Be polite. Nothing wrong. I, is, is there really something wrong with this? Like, treating people with respect and saying, please, thank you, holding the door for somebody, acknowledging their existence? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, overall, I, I read this thing and it's like, is this a problem? Like, is this like something to abandon? Something to walk away from? Is this some sort of toxic climate that's constructed here by these tenants? Or is it completely inaccurate? Is it some sort of, uh, you know, racial stereotype that needs to be flushed and washed out of the way and I should be offended by it? I'm not offended by it. Like, some of it's pretty accurate. Some of it's pretty accurate. It, but I don't necessarily see anything wrong with any of it. So, I, I find a lot of uh, the the use of the term whiteness, and, and I'm using this this um, pictograph here as my definition of whiteness, since this is like probably the most intellectual breakdown I've seen of it from a um, you know an institution, and, and not some sort of you know retarded Nick Cannon fucking uh, rant, you know where he would describe it as, I guess, a lack of melanin and, you know, being a savage beast. Uh, what the hell ever, man. Uh, fuck it. Here we go. Longest podcast ever, I think. Um, and just kind of winged it off this little doodab. But let me know what you think. Y'all have a good evening. Enjoy.